Today's reading is 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. You yourselves know, brothers, that our visit to you was not in vain. As you are aware, we had already endured suffering and shameful treatment in Philippi. But in the face of strong opposition, we were bold in our God to speak to you the gospel of God. For our appeal does not arise from deceit or ulterior motives or trickery. Instead, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, not in order to please men, but God who examines our hearts. As you know, we never used words of flattery or any pretext for greed. God is our witness. Nor did we seek praise from you or from anyone else, although as apostles of Christ we had authority to demand it. On the contrary, we were gentle among you like a nursing mother caring for her children. We cared so deeply that we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our own lives as well. That is how beloved you have become to us. Surely you recall, brothers, our labor and toil. We worked night and day so that we would not be a burden to anyone while we proclaimed to you the gospel of God. You are our witnesses, and so is God, of how holy, righteous, and blameless our conduct was among you who believed. For you know that we treated each of you as a father treats his own children, encouraging you, comforting you, and urging you to walk in a manner worthy of God, who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. And we continually thank God because when you received the word of God that you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as the true word of God, the word which is now at work in you who believe. For you, brothers, became imitators of the churches of God in Judea that are in Christ Jesus. You suffered from your own countrymen the very things they suffered from the Jews, who killed both the Lord Jesus and their own prophets, and drove us out as well. They are displeasing to God and hostile to all men, hindering us from telling the Gentiles how they may be saved. As a result, they continue to heap up their sins to the full capacity. The utmost wrath has come upon them. Brothers, although we were torn away from you for a short time, in person, not in heart, our desire to see you face to face was even more intense. For we wanted to come to you. Indeed, I, Paul, tried again and again, but Satan obstructed us. After all, who is our hope, our joy, our crown of boasting, if it is not you yourselves in the presence of our Lord Jesus at his coming? You are indeed our glory and joy. This is God's word. Unlike his relationship with some of the other churches that Paul started, Paul had a great relationship with the church at Thessalonica. In yesterday's reading, Paul described how the Thessalonians received the gospel from him, and how they began spreading that gospel in their own region. Today's reading in 1 Thessalonians 2 described his first contact with the Thessalonians in more personal terms. Verses 1-7 through stated how Paul and his companions came to Thessalonica after suffering persecution in Philippi. Despite strong opposition, according to verse 2, they spoke the gospel plainly and clearly to the Thessalonians without trying to enhance it for human acceptance with error or impure motives, as Paul said in verse 1, with tricks, as he said in verse 3, with people-pleasing, as he says in verse 4, or with flattery, as he says in verse 5, or with a hypocritical face to cover up greed, as he also says in verse 5. And yet, he said, our visit was not without results, according to verse 1. In other words, some in Thessalonica received the gospel as it actually is the word of God, as Paul said in verse 13. 
God's word was, from that time forward, at work in you who believe, according to verse 14. What a rebuke to many ministries today. Instead of giving the uncorrupted, unadorned gospel, many churches have turned to entertainment and gimmicks in order to get some results. A few years ago, I read about a church whose band performed the song Highway to Hell on Easter Sunday. That may have gotten attention and approval of some in their audience, but it did not bring glory to God. Just the opposite. God's heart must have been grieved by such an ungodly act. Living for God and giving his gospel requires us to guard the message from corruption and to deliver the message in a way that is worthy of God, as Paul said in verse 12. Since we believers believe that salvation is God's gift of life, delivered to those who hear and believe his word, we should do nothing more than faithfully, clearly, and consistently deliver the message. God will bless his word. There will be results, as verse 1 indicates, but results as God sees fit to deliver them. So look for opportunities today to share God's word with those who are lost, but don't try to deliver it in a way that will make it acceptable. Deliver it in a way that's faithful to what God has said and watch him bless his word. Hope you have a great day. We'll see you next time.